0: Uh. This is the Oracle Podcast with Ben Moa. back to another episode. Um, We're a few episodes in, so I think it's time for me to bring some clarity to the name of this podcast. It's called The Oracle because The Oracle is a scientific name uh, for your ear, and uh, that's all I really wanted this podcast to be about, and I have to give a really huge shout-out to one of my closest friends, Richard Gray. Um, If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have this name for the podcast. This guy's a visionary, and uh, he just really... I was inspired to share with me this possibility of a name, and I hopped on that real quick because it just, it made sense. I just want this podcast to be something that people can listen to, connect with, and uh, be able to hear other people's stories as they connect with your own. So uh, thanks, Rich. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have this name for this podcast. I don't even know what else I'd call it. Maybe uh, Ben's podcast, I don't know, something random. So thank you so much for this unique name uh, that... Uh, Will live forever in this podcast. Um, today's episode uh, is with Demia. You'll be meeting her soon. And uh, she comes from uh, Bermuda, but she's at Burma University right now. And she'll be sharing her story on leadership and uh, her experience of leadership and the blessing and burden it is sometimes. So uh, stay tuned and I hope you guys enjoy the show.
1: Hi, my name is Demia. I'm a student leader on Berman University campus.
0: Yeah, and uh, Damiya, what are the, some of the things uh, since your first year that you've had the chance to take a part of here at this university?
1: Um, well, in first year, I did drama, and then my second year, I was kind of laid back. But then when I came into third year, I decided to do SWAT, which is the student welcome affirming team, and uh, the president of the Berman Black Student Alliance. Oh, and gospel choir here and there, like light praise team, Mm -hmm. that type of stuff too. (laughs) But yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. And um, you've been a part of a lot since your time this year in your, what year? What year are you in third year? Third year, yeah. Third year. And so you're a leader.
1: Yes. Yeah. You're a leader. Don't (laughs) be shy. You're (laughs) a leader.
0: And uh, you're someone of influence here at this university. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this whole, the whole episode, the concept of this episode is. The difference between someone who's a leader and who's a follower. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when do you think your first time in your life where you had to be a leader? What was the first situation? Do you remember?
1: I don't remember when it first happened, but I know from childhood I was definitely a leader. Um, I had two brothers growing up with me in the house that I was in. And um, my oldest brother and I used to do all the talking for my young... Well, not my younger brother, but the younger of the two. And he was older than me, but I had a mouthpiece. Like, I used to say, oh, this is what he wants, this is what we're doing. And that was from young, and I never lied about how I felt. I told my mom, like, if I don't like the color of this, I don't like it. And that was from childhood. So I always knew I wasn't afraid to speak up and stand out. So I guess leadership qualities showed from
0: young. Okay. (laughs) And uh, why... are you driven to be a leader?
1: I don't know. I just have this drive in me that doesn't allow me to just sit there. Like, I feel guilty sometimes if I just sit there and don't do something. Like, I spent my whole second year just chilling or just staying laid back. And I felt like I wasn't doing what I needed to do. And um, sometimes there's been people that say something that makes me feel like, shoot, maybe I need to do something. I know um, one of my friends, her mom had came and she saw me at my high school Kingsway and she had said when I came here in second year she saw me and she said are you a leader at the school and I was like uh no like she was like you're not president of something like what are you doing and I was like uh nothing right now like I'm just chilling and like she was kind of disappointed and I realized like shoot people actually notice if I don't fulfill the role I was told to do or um driven to do so yeah if that makes sense. And
0: so you came you came from Bermuda. Yes. And you were an immigrant to Canada. Pretty much <laughs> straight up, and you came. Wait, what grade were you in?
1: Uh, I came in grade nine.
0: Came grade nine. You went to Kingsway Street.
1: Yes, for four years. Okay, Got so when did game. you start
0: doing leadership at Kingsway?
1: Um, so at first, I was scared to run because I'd been rejected in middle school and primary school when I tried mm-hmm. to run for things. But um, someone had told me to run for class president in grade nine. Failed sometimes it's not your time to be a leader and they had chosen someone else because they had known her she was valedictorian in their middle school so it made sense like they knew her so they said okay we'll choose her and then I guess people had seen my leadership skills during the year when I had spoken up about things or said something to people about how I felt and they said okay well grade 10 we'll choose her as leader so that was when I started leading in school,
0: if that makes sense. Okay, and so what did that look like for you? Like, what did it mean to be a leader or what choices did you have to make, et cetera?
1: Um, it was definitely hard for me at first because not everybody likes leader. leader. Um, and my personality sometimes can come off as strong or intimidating. And a lot of people don't get the chance to know me per Personally, like one on one. So they don't know that if they needed help, they could come to me like one on one. But I tried to make sure that I portrayed myself as someone they could come to not only as a leader, but as a friend. But it was hard because if you do that too often, people try to take advantage of you or use you. But um, I found it easier in the end of grade 10 or so. Like I had learned skills like. Making sure I was on time for things so people took me seriously. Like I made sure I was there like ten minutes earlier than everybody else. I made sure that I was organized when I came to things. I acted professional. And you would think like in grade ten, okay, that's extra. But I made sure like when people asked me to do things, I actually did it well. Um I made sure I was on Senate so that people knew I had a voice. You know what I mean? So I had to shape how I looked, if that makes sense. So that's how I kind of learned how to do the role. And I also asked for help from people above me. So yeah, so that's pretty much the way it looked for me. Um, it was kind of hard though because you're in high school. People have opinions. People are kind of mean sometimes. But lucky for me, I didn't like have a bully or anything. But sometimes I found it hard because people would say things behind your back, or people would attack you because you're in a position where everybody can see you. So it wasn't always easy. But there were like good and bad parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so then, how do you like in that? Like you listed some good things uh, that are difficult about being a leader. Uh, people not always. Uh, being on your same page as you, Mm -hmm. people kind of just talking poorly about you just because Mm -hmm. you're a leader. Yeah. You know? Um, How do you maneuver on that? Like, how do you continue to serve people when you know uh, they don't always see you in the best light?
1: Um, Sometimes it hurts, but you have to keep it pushing because... No matter what position you're in, whether you're a leader or not a leader, it doesn't matter. People are going to have something to say regardless. And for the most part, it was good for me. Most people had positive things to say. And there was the odd people that would be like, oh, well, we don't like what you're doing here and there. But because of those good People and that good energy I was getting, it was okay for me to kind of, you know, take a step back and realize, you know, it's okay. You're still a good leader. Just because people don't like a decision you made or you made a mistake along the way, it doesn't make you any less of a strong leader. You know what I mean? So it's how you handle the situations and it's how you um, have the mindset of pushing forward and saying, you know, I still got to do what I got to do. Because people don't like every leader and there's people that like you or don't like you and there's been times in the bible in history that people were leaders and there was majority people that hated them but they still did what they have to do and i'm not saying like i was a perfect leader but i know i did the best that i could for the time that i was given and the position i was given so yeah
0: is there any leaders that you kind of look up to or is there anyone that comes to mind you think of example exemplary leaders
1: um do you have to be like famous or anybody nope, anyway. okay anyway. <laughs> Well, I had a couple um, people in my life personally. Um, my mom, those qualities, because it's not that I necessarily look at a person as a leader like in general. I look at the qualities they possess that I would want to see in myself as a leader. So my mom, um, she's very strong. Like she perseveres through a lot of things. Like there's a lot of things she's been through that if I was to go through them, like I'd be done. I looked at her perseverance. Um, my grandmother, basically, she's my great-grandma, but I knew her as a grandmother. She took care of um, generations after generations after generations. Like she took random people's kids in her house. She took family in her house and raised them. And she basically raised me. So there's people like I look out, like look around to that were my family members and people around me. I look at them as leaders. So those two are the like main people in my life that I would see as people I look to as leaders, cause my mom's the head of the household for me and she was the head of, um, my grandma was the head of the household for a lot of the generation. So those are the two people I look up to, but obviously you have like um, Yara, do you know like Yara the, from Blackish?
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I look up to her. <laughs> I look up to her as a young
1: leader. Like she's a young black woman mm-hmm. and the things she's doing the um, position she's taken not just as an actress but she also acts as an activist. She's very inspiring when it comes to being young cuz it's scary being young because people act like you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So um, I look up to her. Obviously like I'll look up to Obama for life. I'm sorry. Like I was like like no one understands what he felt on that day when he became president. <laughs> and for me, like, that's such an amazing thing to be a black man taking a position that was not meant for you type thing. You know what I mean? Like, people saw it as like, whoa, like, you're not supposed to be there. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I look at him always. So, you know, like there's people that I'll look at, also in like history, like Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman, the basic answer is my bad for being cliche, but those are people I look up to as well, so yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um leaders and followers Mm -hmm. are two different people and Mm -hmm. it's not bad to be a follower it's not bad to Mm -hmm. be a leader um but what do you think it makes the difference between the two um well kind of like i guess what i'm asking is like yeah like how did you know you weren't either or like what do you think decide what what keeps you from becoming a follower what are your traits or anything that you know
1: there's been times where I had to be a follower because even as a leader, you have to do both sometimes mm. because there's other leaders. <laughs> and sometimes I have to take a step back and you know take orders and do whatever I need to do. But um, I do believe that both are important because if you didn't have followers, who were you leading, you know what I mean? So both are important, so I don't want anybody to think, like you said, there's no bad like in either. But the thing that differentiates them is that the followers are ready to listen. They're ready for you to say, you know, this is what's happening. No, they might not always like it, but they're there to listen. They're there to help you. They're ready when you're ready to um, delegate. Those are the people that will help you as a leader. Um, and the difference between them and a leader is usually that the leader's not afraid to say what they need to say. Sometimes it's hard. I'm not gonna lie. There's been times where I was like, eh, I'm not about to say anything. Lord, just let me be quiet. You know what I mean? Like, let me just conform real quick. <laughs> but um, there, there are times when, as a leader, You can't stop yourself. There's this urge in you that says, like, no, I have to do something or something's wrong. Like, there's been times where someone was saying something to someone. And in my head, I was like, okay, Demir, just let it pass. And then somebody said, nah, you got to speak up. Because if you don't speak up, there's no one going to speak up. And you don't know what can happen. So I think that's the difference between them. There's something kind of in each different role like there's something in the leader that says like this is what you have to do and you have to you know delegate or you have to say something and then there's something in the follower that says what do you need me to do you know what I mean so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yes. I think that's a difference I think I actually <laughs>
0: agree with that. I never thought about that I think in leaders um it's like they get that nudge to do certain things and then yeah they act on it
1: it, it hurts you know <laughs> like yeah. it's a nudge that don't don't have go you, away
0: have you ever not acted on the nudge
1: um <laughs> I can't really think of a time where I haven't done something. I mean, but sometimes you might confuse it as not a nudge. But most of the time, I can say, cause just because I can't recall, it doesn't mean that I haven't had a moment where I turned it down. But I know there was times where I battled, like with doing something, like um, even the very moment where I became more spiritual in um, high school, cause I grew up around Seventh Day Adventists, but I wasn't really fully Seventh-day Adventist. Sure. So when I went to Kingsway, it was like, whoa. you <laughs> know, Like, it's a Seventh-day Adventist school, I have to go to church all the time, yeah. worship. And I remember being in a worship room and the Holy Spirit was tugging on my heart and I was like, nah, nah, we good, we good. And like, even people who aren't leaders like, we'll get that tug, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, something said, something's different about this time. So I had felt like a tug that said stand up during the praise team song. And I remember telling God, nah. Like, I was like, nah, it's embarrassing. Everyone's sitting down in this school and you want me to stand up in the middle of a song i was like okay you know what next song next song so i was hoping you know they were done singing i was like hoping like this was the end of the set and i was like god don't make there be a next song i was like yeah next song i'll stand up next song i'll stand up and then like the next song like was in a part and i was like shoot i already said i'm gonna stand up i said okay i looked to my left looked to my right and like i stood up and like tears started coming down my eyes i was so embarrassed like because I didn't want to stand up, like, and even though I'm a leader, it's still embarrassing to do things, to stand out, to to sing, to perform. You know what I mean? Like, any of those things is really scary. And I stood up, and I didn't even care. I put my hands in my eyes, and I just started crying. And someone, like, in front of me, I'll never forget, her name was Samantha. And she looked back, and she said, like, she t- she double-took it. She said, Demia? And I was like, yeah. She was like, everybody's standing up behind you. Did you just, like, stand up? And, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know what I mean? So, like there was a moment then where like I had debated with it and I was like, you know, part of me is not going to do it, but part of me is. And like from that moment, I know that when there's a tug that tells me to do something, like even with joining BBSA, um, Rhoda was that tug, if you know Rhoda, um, my ex-roommate or old roommate. Um, she had told me, she had pushed me to do it, you know what I mean? So sometimes it comes in the form of an urge. Sometimes it comes in the form of a person. But I, I don't recall a time where I actually, like, turned it down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: What do you think, uh, what would you tell people who are, who want to kind of turn down those urges?
1: Um, I can't really tell them not to turn it down because some people... Will decide that and their calling will come later on, or they'll feel that urge later on again. Or it will be passed to someone else. You never know if there's a job that God needs to get done or that something needs to happen. It will be passed to whoever needs to get it done. But I would say the joy you feel after saying yes to that urge is way more fulfilling than the guilt you'll feel from saying no. You know what I mean? So it's like it's hard. And what I would say is to ask people around you, like, or people who've done it before you, what did you do? Or how do I accept this urge even though I'm nervous or I feel like I can't do it or I feel like I'm not worthy. Because being a leader doesn't mean you always feel like you're fit for the job and it doesn't always mean that you feel safe or happy or like you can do something, you know what I mean? It it comes and it's not always perfect, but you'll, you'll understand once you complete the task that wow, you know maybe I was meant for this, you know what I mean? So Yeah,
0: and now um, just to kind of change a little bit of the <clears throat> direction of it, no still problem. on the same topic of leadership, yeah. um, a big thing is when you're a leader, all eyes are on you, whether you're on the stage or off the stage. Whenever you're uh, presenting something or not, yeah, it, that's kind of hard. Yeah. Um, do you think that there are standards that leaders need to have, or um, how do you how do you determine that? Like, how do you know, or should you be like, you know, what I'm still a person, doesn't matter. Like, how do you what do you, mm-hmm. do, you
1: do? It's easy to say like oh, I'm still a person, I'm human. Like, let me do what I want to do. But in the same way, I know for me the person looking up to me the most is my baby sister. And I can say I'm a human being to her all I want, but she looks up to me with standards higher than she would look to you or to someone down the street. You know what I mean? So as a leader, you have to think of it like that. People are looking to you as, at a different standard already. and. The way you present yourself is how people accept you or know you to be. And that's the impression they'll have for life. You know what I mean? When you do something negative, it usually outweighs the positive you do. You know what I mean? It's just how we work sometimes. And yeah, you might be doing a thousand good things, but as soon as you mess up, people notice. And I knew that when I was younger, I had a bad like attitude problem. And I had like a big mouth. And, you know, I used to say things when I shouldn't have said them. I used to act aggressive in a way that I shouldn't. And when I became a leader, I realized that wasn't okay. Like I realized, even though I might say something right, the way I do it is how people perceive that I am. Like it's the way they'll think my character is. So I had to make sure. Okay, well, when you have something to say, say it in a different type of way. Say it in a way where it'll get across to people, not as you're being this big bad wolf, but that you're, you know, trying to say something that you feel um, is necessary to say. So it's all in how you present yourself. Because yes, I'm a human, and yes, I make mistakes, but people are always gonna look up to you as a standard. And the way you want them to see you is as a confident, um, well-thought-out like leader. Uh, um, what's the word for well-thought-out? Um, what's the word when somebody, um, they think things through? Methodical or? No, like you think things before you say something. <clears throat> when you think before you speak. It's like, okay, well, you know what I mean. Somebody like, <laughs> oh, she thought before she spoke, like she wasn't yeah. ready to just attack, that type of thing. And yes, I'll make mistakes, But also the way people look at you after you make that mistake is important as well. So there's been times where I said something that was kind of, you know, shady or I said something that was with attitude. And I was like, okay, shoot. No, let me backtrack. I'm sorry I said it that way. What I meant was this and I didn't mean to say it in that type of way. So you know what I mean? So anytime I do make a mistake, I have to make sure that the way I carry myself after the fact is a way that people will respect. Because they respect that you make mistakes. They respect that you're human. But don't misuse that and abuse that type thing. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's what I say. Wow. If that makes sense.
0: That's powerful. <laughs> um, no, that is, that's really, really applicable. I think to people who are in leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another thing that people struggle with is um, likability, like how much people like them <laughs> as leaders. Because you know, as a leader, you're leading people. Like you said, there's no people. What do you do it? Um, but what if you, in your leading. You make a choice and people don't like it, or they seem not to like you, or um, they're offended by you or something like that. Mm -hmm. How do you move on? How do you continue leading?
1: I have to recognize where I fall short and I have to recognize where I messed up because sometimes I'll make a decision that I thought was right in the moment and maybe I didn't really run it by people. It might be okay, but it might also fail and I have to go back and say, like, humble myself and walk to them and say, I'm sorry I did this. I'm sorry I offended you. You know what I mean? It goes down to, it boils down to the fact that I am human and I may have made a a miscall or a misjudgment and I may have stepped ahead of the gun or you know what I mean? Like I might have taken a misstep Here and there and i feel like people understand that about me so i've always had people manage to be okay with the mistakes i've made or the errors i've made but when it comes to people that are offended by me i've had people say oh you're annoying or intimidating or things like that and when they say stuff like that it does get to you like at first it's like okay ouch like that hurt and some people don't like the style you have as a person so it's like you have to understand to understand them So you know you have to talk to those people and say, well, I'm sorry, did I rub you the wrong way? What is it about me that gets to you? Or what did offend you? You know what I mean? So I have to kind of see that each of the people you're leading has a voice. They have a mind, they have an opinion, they have a heart, you know what I mean? So I have to understand each of the people in this group. And sometimes I might step on a toe Um, I don't know if you took the personality test that gives you like an animal or signs you like an animal. Um, I got lion. (laughs) So imagine a lion talking to a golden retriever. (laughs) Um, I definitely sometimes am blunt. So a lot of people that are softer um, or smoother when it comes to giving messages and stuff or beat around the bush easier, they might be offended by some of the things i've said as a leader in the past so when i try to say like oh do this this and that and you fail doing this i'm just being straightforward because that's what i would want so i have to understand each person so that's where i can avoid the issue of offending people and sometimes i'll make mistakes sometimes it's hard for me to learn how to talk to everyone because when you're a leader you're not just leading two people most of the time so I'd say it's hard to kind of not offend people, but you can find ways around it by not being ignorant, by educating yourself, um, understanding the people around you, and also by um, when you are wrong or when you're trying to get to know people in general, um, make sure you're not always just leading. Make sure you're also, you know, talking to them as a friend sometimes. Like, I know it might be hard for some people, but they'll still respect you when you come to them and say, hey, I know you have a sister that was sick today. Like, is she, is she okay? Like, do you need help? Like, do you need tea sent to her? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, reaching out to them as people, not as just followers or something, that also can help. So I don't know if that answers your question. But oh, yeah. that does.
0: That does. Well, thanks so much, Demia. Um, in closing, mm-hmm. uh, what would you tell people who are struggling with leadership, uh, struggling to find their identity as a leader, Um to be bold in their leadership? (laughs) what did you learn? What would you tell someone else?
1: I'd say it's hard to compare yourself to people. Um, I know it's hard to be a teenager, hard to be um, a post-millennial in general. (laughs) Um, A lot of us have a lot of people telling us a lot of ways to be. No matter how many times you change yourself, no matter how many times you change the way you think, there's always gonna be at least two or three people who disagree with it. Um, I just found out that in high school, I found out that it was way more expensive to try to please everybody mm-hmm. when it comes to money and your mental health. Um, I found that when I was trying to please all the people back home, cause they're very, first of all, fashion forward and they have like this style that I didn't perfectly match. And I found myself trying to buy the clothes, found myself trying to make sure I was up to date with them. And I realized like I still was behind so you know what I mean so trying to do that became too expensive so I'd say to people honestly don't compare yourself to people who bleed the same as you breathe the same as you you know what I mean they're all human at the end of the day do what makes you happy not in like the cliche way but I just mean like in a way where you're not living your life to please people who don't need to um who don't add any contributions to your life don't benefit you in any way um I would say that I don't know be confident but also recognize your weaknesses because um when you recognize your strengths and weaknesses you understand who you are as a person you understand how you work and you understand what you need to do moving forward so that's a benefit as a leader and lastly i'd say get to know yourself more um i'd say in learning your strengths and weaknesses in learn in learning not to compare yourself you might love yourself a little bit more understand um, the parts of you that you find attractive and not attractive, you know what I mean? Because honestly, we're not gonna say we're perfect, but like notice, like hey, Demia, I like your lips today. You know that lip gloss is popping. You know what I mean? Like give yourself compliments here and there. Like that will lift you up because other people are always gonna put you down. You know what I mean? So um, just be you. That's cliche to say, but you know <laughs> it's true. Be you, because honestly, there's only one you. You know what I mean? That's what people always say, but it's true. There's only one you, and um, you can't really be anybody else. And everybody else has their own struggles they're going through as well. So don't try to think that these people are on a pedestal just because they might be more popular than you. So um, that's pretty much my advice I would give.
0: And that's a wrap on this episode. Uh, Thanks to Mia. You guys can find her on her social media. Search up. Duh mia underscore D U H M E E Y U H. find her up uh if you want to know how to spell her name it's in the bio uh, and uh, follow her she actually has such great ideas and such a big vision for the year 2019 so stay tuned on her pages to see how she's gonna do that uh, this is actually we have one more episode Uh, before we start our official series of the oracle podcast so stay tuned we have another episode coming up real soon here and uh, i know you guys like it thank you guys so much for all the support so far and uh, thanks for all the love stay blessed till next time